0: you're listening to the common fan podcast a husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan
1: it's the common fan podcast welcome back friends and fellow common fans it's sunday evening when we're recording this and we're just clinging to the last vestiges of Thanksgiving weekend. I am, as always, TJ Burkle, alongside, alongside Maddie Owens Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. Real quick, please make sure to follow the podcast on your streaming platform of choice. Give us a follow on Twitter at, at CommonFanGBR. Find us on Instagram and Facebook And you can send us an email at CommonFanGBR at gmail.com. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, fellow Common fans. Matt, Jeff, how were your Thanksgivings?
2: They were great, Thanksgiving was Uh, great. Yeah. I mean, didn't like the outcome of the weekend, but it was, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way getting to spend my time with friends and family, and especially you two at the same time. It was great. It was delightful. Yeah,
0: truly was great time getting together with uh, with you guys and some of the extended common fan family uh, on Friday it's a little tailgate action. Uh, Very is probably the highlight of Friday, honestly.
1: Oh, oh, that, sure. was, that was outstanding for the for the listeners who are who are unaware. Matt Jeff and I all were in the house at the game. I haven't been to a game that cold in a long time uh, but it was great um and then just a lot of of uh common fan extended family uh as we like to say at the game we got to got to see a bunch of old friends tailgating got to meet Joe Ritz who's an who's an OG no common fan uh friend friend of the program um a bunch of other guys the pie high crew great to see you all boys um and, uh, yeah, like we got, that's the first time, uh, the common fans have all been at a game, I think in the house at the same time, um, yeah. at least, at least since we started this podcast, I'm sure that was not many yeah Um, now, now did, did Joe Ritz right. sit
2: with your family? I think Joe Ritz, know, that was the other cool Sydney?
1: thing. Joe, we had some extra tickets and, pretty uh, badass. and Joe needed a ticket. And so he ended up sitting with, with the Burkles. So what a, know, what a
2: man, by the way, like, uh, comes all the way down from Omaha with no intention of actually attending the game, just came down to hang out with everybody in that type of weather. He Damn right, well, he's, I'm glad he got a ticket. He that's, a, that's a Husker
0: know. fan for you, Jeff. That's just yeah, that's exactly. just a Husker fan.
1: Yep. Well, he deserved it. You know, after having to spend the whole game with with members of my family along with myself, it remains to be seen if he'll continue listening to the <laughs> pod. But uh, but it was a nice it was a nice little Friday. <laughs> nice little friday okay now we got to we got to put a bow on the conversation from the last pod before we get into the to the game recap how were you guys thanksgiving meals like what did uh, what were maybe some highlights some low lights did anybody have to choke down dry tasteless turkey or how did we do
0: no yeah. no game I, I, game Gam, my mom who's referred to in our house okay. as game game um uh, uh she she handled the turkey and a bunch of the Catherine. My wife made a couple of the sides, and my mom handled made a couple bunch of sides. But Gam Gam's turkey was fantastic. It was moist, it was succulent, <laughs> uh, it was delicious, a delicious bird. Um mm. and uh we mm. you know we had the, we had this a lot of the sides I discussed on the Thanksgiving pod. Um, but Gam Gam didn't throw the oysters in the stuffing this year, which was fine. It was still delicious. Uh, But had the corn casserole, the green bean casserole, um, everything was was top notch. Nice.
2: I uh, we did have that nice corning dish sitting right in the middle of the table Uh, (laughs) for real. It was right there in front of me, like right in front of me. I was just staring at the whole time in agony. It's disgusting thing. But uh, the other thing that drove me nuts about those things is you can't pass them. I don't know if this is just our family, but that thing is so hot and heavy. Oh, yeah. It just had to sit right in front of me for the entire meal. So I had to choke down my plate while just taking in the fumes of disgusting green bean casserole. (laughs) Uh, But I'll just I'll tell you what was on my plate. You're probably going to think I'm five years old if you didn't already. We already already did. Exactly. It (laughs) It was turkey, corn, mashed potatoes, gravy, relishes, crescent roll, cranberry sauce. That's it. Seven things. None of them that's, touched each other the entire time. They were all step red. I ate them one at a time. Sectional eater. Yep. And I accomplished my goal. I got through it and I got to the finish line and nobody bothered me about it. So that, that
0: plate, all that in all, play, it was great. That plate doesn't sound terribly juvenile, Jeff. I'm kind of proud of you. <laughs>
1: that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty standard, solid yeah. uh, Thanksgiving fare.
2: Yeah. I think so too. I thought I did yeah. pretty good, you know. So, yeah. I so the there's end of that uh,
1: there's other reasons why I think you're a five year old, but not, point, that's well, not one of them.
2: Was it? Is it because afterwards I ate like five or six fruit roll-ups because those are delicious? <laughs> oh my
0: god! Yeah. I hope <laughs> you're kidding, we, but you you, really? you you might not.
2: Oh, be. We we do have them in our house. I'm not going to lie to you, and I do. eat I have been known to partake from time to time.
0: <laughs> what about TJ? What about you? Did you uh, did you indulge in the turkey? The overrated uh overrated poultry uh, yeah, I didn't. You uh
1: hats hats off to my mother sherry Burkle of lincoln nebraska friend of the program she put together a great uh a great thanksgiving meal uh we had turkey and ham we wow. had mashed potatoes we had cheesy potatoes Ooh. we had corn we had um oh i know i'm blanking on stuff here uh what else anyway long story boring i did not eat any turkey i ate Nothing? all ham I ate all ham and most of the rest of what I ate was potatoes and dessert. Um, another thing, I don't think th- this is maybe a little more along the lines of of uh, where other people might be, but another thing uh, I just refuse to do at 41 years old is eat anything I don't want to eat, like it, like anything healthy or anything I don't want to eat on Thanksgiving. So sure. on, the, on that day, just the ham and two types of potatoes sounded really good. And then I just went straight to the pecan pie. Uh, and so it was really solid though. The ham was delicious. It was outstanding. Um, and, uh, it was just a lovely Thanksgiving. It was nice, you know, nice to be back again for the common fans who don't know, I don't live in the state anymore, but I got to be there with, um, saw several aunts and uncles got to see two of my five, two of my four siblings, a bunch of nieces and nephews. My kids got to run around with their cousins. So, you know, in light, uh, you know, in light of the agony of another, just husk. <laughs> or gut punch loss, it's good to be reminded that it's possible that there's still meaning in life, uh, even even (laughs) outside of football, outside of Nebraska football. (laughs) Um,
2: I was trying, I was going to tell you the one, the only controversy I think I had, this was kind of the, one of the weird holidays where, you know, you have a family get together and inevitably there's some sort of awkward moment or some sort of argument or something always happens. I swear. Maybe it's just my family that somebody always gets into it with somebody else. I didn't really have any controversies this time. The only thing was Kat brought this, like, multiple – Kat Langenberg is my sister. Um, She brought over a, like, multi-cheese dip, and obviously I wasn't having any of that. I mean, (laughs) no. Plus, she left it in her fridge and came over the next night, busted it out again. Huge no-no. Not only are we (laughs) dealing with cheese dip, but now leftover cheese dip. And uh, me and her almost came to blows over my opinion on her cheese dip in her kitchen. On I think that was Saturday night after the game. I, or no, I don't, Saturday day after the game.
1: I stand with Catherine, Jeff.
2: It had a lot of a lot of different cheeses in there.
0: I don't know. Hey, the more the merrier.
1: <laughs> I don't see the issue with I no, anything cheese it up.
0: Now what? Now what? Did it did was part of it that was the cheese dip left out. Uh, yes, exactly. it's right. or...
2: mm-hmm. it sat at room temperature for at least a few hours that evening then put it in the fridge and then i'm then then you're expected to eat it again the next day like it's all well and good again i, I don't yeah, all it. is
1: well and good it's cheese <laughs> it doesn't
2: go bad what basically. i mean there's just what about different types of cheese like i feta cheese and like cream cheese and all these different types of cheese i'm down yeah. with like nacho cheese colby jack that's fine cheddar you start mag- mixing in these exotic cheeses and you're you you
0: lose me right? <laughs> exotic <laughs> cheeses like gouda oh my god <laughs> yep you lose me moonster <laughs> oh my god
1: <laughs> i don't know why that's of the, the office episode where michael scott says you're very exotic looking was your dad a gi <laughs> oh my god exotic cheese fan exotic, exotic cheeses exotic, exotic, exotic cheeses.
2: cheeses i'm not a big fan
1: yep oh my gosh all right well guys it's the iowa recap episode we have to pivot we have to face it uh we have no choice uh i'm envisioning the 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 picture that jeff or the gif or whatever it is that jeff always posts on the internet of the guy holding the lady's eyes open or whatever it is <laughs> but we have yeah. to yep. we have to face it guys um Just some overarching stats from from this game. There were 14 punts between the two teams. Uh, Two blocked field goals, one missed field goal between the two teams. Um, Neither team went for more than 265 total yards. Iowa had under 100 yards passing. Nebraska had under 100 yards rushing. So I guess none of that should be surprising going into the game. Um, Nebraska has its best defense in probably over a decade. Iowa once again has one of the best defenses in the country, as the Huskers do. Um, and so it probably played out like, like probably not that su- shouldn't be that surprising how it played out. Um, unfortunately, along what that means in reality is that it it also played out in a way that we've seen all too all too recently where the Huskers just don't quite do as many of the little things right as Iowa does. Right. Just, um, you know, I do feel like there's been progress on the penalty front this year, but especially against Wisconsin and Iowa, they started to pop up again at the worst possible times. I don't think there's been progress on the turnover bug. And of course that comes back to kill us. Uh, And then, of course, special teams, you know, I feel like has been kind of up and down. We've had some exciting, outstanding special teams plays. And then we've continued to see sort of very basic gaps. Again, not going to knock on an 18 year old Tristan Alvano, um, but, you know, we had the missed field goal as well. And so just you add it up when the margin for error is so small and, you know, the $1.4 million man, Marcus Satterfield, can't dial up an offense to save his life. Uh, and and so that's that's why Iowa wins these games because um they 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 execute on special teams they do the little things right um and so Huskers fall 13 to 10 in absolutely heartbreaking fashion uh, i want to go through want to go through uh some second half stats in particular but wonder if you guys have any any initial right off the cuff thoughts on that you know I mean?
0: um Go ahead, Jeff.
2: I was just, I kind of, I had already iterated this to Owens um, after the game, but were you surprised? I was surprised, but not surprised at the same time. Um, Just kind of used to it now. And every week it's just made me a little bit more numb and numb and numb where I really don't feel the pain as much anymore. But the moral of the story is, is that Iowa always finds a way to win it and nebraska does not and that's just how i felt leaving the game i wasn't like it's kind of weird to say it but i wasn't like overly upset i was just kind of like yeah what like what you what was it uh um wedding crashers like you said early on in the season of our podcast like the his voicemail on owen wilson's voicemail and he's just like whatever
0: whatever okay like, that's that's just how
2: i felt i just yeah. wasn't really like upset but i was just kind of like
0: eh. It's yeah, it's like we've it's done like this. We've gra- seen it again. I'm kind of it's to like it. uh, Groundhog Day, right? Yep. It's like, right here we go again. Well, it's like well, that, it's that like, feeling is familiar, right?
1: It's like you have to hold your breath until the clock is all zeros. Yep. <laughs> you know, like you mm-hmm. literally with 31 seconds left, Tommy Hill gets that interception. Worst case scenario, there you're thinking. First overtime. of all, with just the with just the momentum swing, you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, it's our day. We're going to go down to win this thing. We're going bowling." Yep. like you could be forgiven for thinking of that Husker yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you're thinking, "We're you know we're going to overtime." and yeah. Look, yeah. we haven't we haven't been good in overtime lately, but that offense is terrible. Our offense is terrible. Let's anything can happen. Let's yeah. just yeah. let it ride, baby. Any crowds way? into the
0: yeah, crowds into crowds, the game. They'll be they'll be nuts it. in overtime. Like, yep. just, exactly. Just get just score get three mm-hmm. in overtime. And I feel like we had a chance. Yep. I mean, we blocked yeah. two field goals. Like if that's the, I think that the the silver lining for me is not only in, in the Iowa game, but in the whole season, there were, you can point to, for, for the most part, I mean, the first two games were God awful, but you can point to, and even the Colorado game with the defense, you can point to certain moments in each game this season and see flashes of what, a Matt rule, Nebraska team can, can look like. Yeah. And that part's exciting. Um, Cause we, we've tackled well, the whole season we played hard. No one, no, it, no one ever gave up or gave in for, you know, by all, by all accounts, the guys love playing for him. Um, you know, I saw a tweet from Jamari Butler today or yesterday. Um, he quote tweeted somebody, some account and said, how would you rate, Matt rule in his first season and Butler said 10 out of 10 wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing wow. or something like that. And I'm like, okay, we went five and seven. We didn't get to a bowl game, but one of our best players on defense, who's going to be one of our biggest returning starters on defense is, is it is clearly all, all the way bought in. Yeah. Um, so good things are happening. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, when I was, I was jotting down some notes for this, I, I thought, and I know we'll get into more like the season recap stuff. Um, But I just thought like, the, the I think we can at the same time be excited about where things are going, but be disappointed that we had four games to win one, to get to a boolean yes. game and we didn't get it done.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And I want to, I do, I want to get into more of some of this big, these big picture things, but let's tick through this recap really quickly guys. Yes. Uh, Listen to this. And anybody who watched the game, this won't be surprising, but it just it it was sort of shocking to me to go, even though I was at the game, to go back and look at the these the specific numbers and stats today. Here's Iowa's second half possessions. They, they had one, two, three, four. Punt, 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 punt. So they had five. We've we the Huskers, the Black Shirts, forced five punts in a row in the second incredible. half. The first four of those were th- the first four of those were three and outs. Yeah, the first four of those we didn't give up a first down. The fifth punt, they only ran six total plays. Um, then the sixth possession was the interception, right in the toward the end of mm-hmm. the fourth quarter that we thought was yep. about to win us the game. Yep. Followed by the
0: game-winning field goal.
1: That's okay. their seven possessions.
0: What is it like 20, like 20 some yards of offense the whole second half, right? It was 20, 24, 25 yards.
1: Astonishing. Exactly. And also, like, um, this is another thing that's maddening. Not not in any way placing blame on the defense because they absolutely carried us the whole way. But I didn't realize, like, even after, because I was on the, on in the North End zone. So they're going away from us, right? You guys were in the North End zone too. So they're going away. I was going away from us at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't quite realize this. Like after that pick, it was just kind of so my mind, my memory's a little jumbled. It was so deflating after we threw the pick, mm-hmm. but they didn't have that much time, and they just ran the ball, and it yeah. probably would have been like a forty-five plus yard field goal, and somehow they rumble, uh, rumble down, or maybe a fifty. Oh, I
0: think you, yeah, I think it was fifty, at least fifty. Let me see here.
1: Um, so. Yeah. So the first intent was at our 37. So that's 47, 50, 50, 50 plus yard field goal. Yeah. fifty-four is, If we can just keep them somewhere nearby, there's only 15 seconds left at that point. So even you're still thinking, okay, just get to overtime. Yeah. And they break off a run for 22 yards, which I think is their biggest run of the game. And wow. so like, how does that happen? again at the worst possible time it's just mm-hmm. mind-boggling back-breaking again throwing no shade whatsoever at the defense uh because i'm in awe of the defense this year and the work that tony white has done um but it's just like sums up w- being a husker fan right now you know yeah. like yeah. like so many different things even before we got the pick with 31 seconds to go we i think that, that penalty. was penalty like um, you remember
2: that we got well, no, right penalty on, there? on our penalty, like, right? We, exactly. Right after the pick, like you could argue that, like, without that, I think we would have been close to field goal. Oh, right yeah, they called end. a hold,
0: they called a holding on the return. Yeah, yeah that's right. Which, yeah. it, you know, you could, I saw, I saw the who that with where they called it. You could, I mean, it would look like it could have been a call to hold to me, but
1: yeah, but it's I mean, just, it's at that on that play, it's third and 12 at Iowa. At, with, Iowa has a third and 12 at their own 25. So you think of the, the possible scenarios there, their offense is so bad. They're unlikely to get a first down, mm-hmm. right? Even if mm-hmm. we've, we forced a turnover. So like we could force a punt. We could force a turnover, which we ended up doing. Um, in any case, we're getting the ball back. Like just the, the, I saw some people on Twitter make the point the in a tie game, the Huskers got the ball back on a turnover with 31 seconds to go. And Iowa kicked a field goal to win it in regulation. Like how how crazy is
0: that yeah. and was it, it, and it was and it was the were... it was a backup kicker yeah what was oh, it that's about? right it was they brought in this little it? little backup kicker guy i, I assume because you had a, box that's what i assume. maybe it's yeah. the trajectory that's... of his kicks is was too low and polar bear and ty blocked those two previously mm-hmm. but and and fr- from what i had i think i'd read or something that it barely squeaked over that crossbar too and oh, right. those, and yeah. then those D-bags all rush the field like they just won <laughs> freaking Super Bowl 55 after beating five win Nebraska. Mm. Like, give me a damn break.
1: Oh, so the Huskers end five and seven. Um, you know, I don't think we need to do too much more of an in-depth uh breakdown of the of the game itself. Um I you know, I think we we end the season um we had a brief window there where we thought we might have some hope of going to a bowl game. Um, we should have. Jeff, <laughs> you had a, you had a question about that, Jeff? Did you? We, not we don't have to go too far down the rabbit hole, but
2: oh no, and you might be able to explain this better than I would. But there was a scenario I think where we could go bowling based on certain teams losing um, certain games, and Owens, you had talked about Minnesota's going to a bowl game with a yeah. five win record. And if that scenario played out in our favor, if we if somehow we magically found ourselves falling into a bowl game, we just found this this fell into our laps. My question would be: Would you be okay with that? Would 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 that be acceptable to you if that was just kind of almost given to us that we yes. didn't? Dude, we, we did we really earn it? That type of thing. I just well, yeah, want to so play we, devil's advocate
1: there. Yeah, we did the same thing in twenty be? in twenty fifteen in Mike Riley's first year. It's anytime yep. there aren't aren't enough six win teams and they go by the uh APR the academic academic progress rate right? obviously of all the five and seven teams yep um i would have like i would have been first of all i would have been totally fine with it i would have been super excited to have another husker football game to watch um sure you know, you don't, I don't know that you spike the football and say the season's a smashing success when you go to a bowl game at five and seven. But if you remember Riley's first year, they won that bowl game. I think it was at the mm-hmm. Foster Farms Bowl in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, it's UCLA. They, they
1: beat UCLA in the bowl game and really carry that momentum into the next year when right. they started off seven and oh, and ended up going nine and three on the year. Um, so good things can come from that. And as a program, you absolutely accept that, that. And, and embrace it. You get 15 extra practices um, for the development piece. Um, so yeah, I, I would have, uh, again, I'm not sure we would have been, uh, uh, streaking in the same way, dancing in the dancing streets in the, streets. In yeah. the same way <laughs> as, uh, as we would have been if we had gotten to six wins and the, and the, um, Vandalay industries bowl. Um, mm-hmm. but I would have, I would have, hell yeah, we would have celebrated that. Yeah. I, I from, think. from,
0: from what I, uh, from just learning from Jack Mitchell on Twitter, who is, who's, is, quite possibly even a bigger fanatic than we are um he had it all broken out uh into which teams we needed to root for to lose or to win in order for us to get in get to get to a bowl game like and we were like 11th on the list of like five win teams so the list was extensive um but so props to him for yeah props to him for putting that together um and, and putting out, you know, the games that we needed to pay attention to. Um, and him even, I think it was today saying that we, it was closer than a lot of people thought that could have, it could have happened. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but yeah, I think absolutely. You take, you take that if it's handed to you on a platter um, yeah. just, just for the extra practices and development and, and, and for the seniors um, who aren't coming back, you know, with this, all this COVID eligibility, six year guys and stuff like that, these poor guys never got to go to a freaking bowl game. I mean, the only guys that did transferred in from somewhere else, right? Like you got sure. MJ yeah. Sherman from Georgia or chief Borders from Florida. There's another guy from Florida, I think somewhere in there, just the tra- the only guys that have been to a bowl game are the guys that have transferred here. And that's just really sad to me. I mean, you work your butt off for, for four or five, six years. And you never even get to go to Sheboygan, Wisconsin for the Vandal Industries
2: Bowl. <laughs> Damn uh, shame.
0: And then you know, instead we're just we're staring out our windows and you know, maybe putting on a soft <laughs> soft jam. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: and you know, taking a little time to think Ooh. about things where you know how our lives are going, and the things we need to be thankful for Ooh. is Thanksgiving weekend. But God dang it, guys, that one hurt. That hurt a lot.
1: <laughs> make it stop. Please make it stop.
2: <laughs> I just want to go upstairs um, okay, and so... hug, hug my family right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: All right, so we got an email. Uh, uh, CommonFanGBR at gmail.com. Uh, please, please send us all your thoughts. Uh, JW, friend of the program. Um, he's email, he, sent, he sent an email like this before the Iowa game, kind of laying out like, If, if we lose the Iowa game, can this season be considered a success? Um, So he sent another email after the game being five and three and finishing five and seven, especially with the schedule we had is failure signed JW sitting in a dark basement. (laughs) So we, we hope uh, first of all, JW uh, again, friend of the program. Thanks for the email. We'll send you a pair of socks. Uh, I hope you got out of the dark basement, buddy. Uh, it's okay, <laughs> you know. I think that was Friday night that he sent that email, so it's Sunday now. Tensions are high then. Yep. By now, you know, I hope you haven't been sitting around your stuffy apartment drinking orange juice. You know, I hope you've been able to get outside <laughs> um, and 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 breathe the fresh air, eat some leftover ham, hopefully, maybe some leftover <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> Stop it. it. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Have you, uh, the worst you idea had, ever. JW, had... do not
2: do that. <laughs> Fruitborne illnesses. Do not do that. Um,
1: uh, but I do like this is the this is the conversation around Husker Nation right now, guys. Like, what do we take? What's the takeaway from right. this year? Is this year a success? Like, how do we think about this? And I should flag for the common fans sometime before the end of the year, we're gonna do a much deeper dive on uh kind of a, a postseason um autopsy recap review whatever you want to call it so we're going to get a lot of different things on what went well what didn't go well offense (laughs) satterfield um but but i think like just you know for now i think we can we can dive in a little bit just on on sort of immediate reactions you know we're we're two days removed really it's a huge disappointment right yeah you know we're celebrating at the purdue celebration pod we're we're celebrating five and three. It feels like almost a certainty that we'll win at least one more of our, one of our last four games. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Winning the West is still very much on the table and in the conversation at that point. And it's being, you know, it's being discussed by people that aren't just crazy Husker fans. Um, And then, you know, the way the season plays out, literally four consecutive one score losses in a manner that we've seen all too many times um and so like that that is all frustrating and disappointing and husker fans have every right to be pissed off and and we're not going to tell you not to be pissed off or not to feel a certain way about this because i think however anybody feels about this right now is legit and and understandable here's where i come down guys and i'd love to get your take your take too so first of all this is this is your one it's a transition year Mm -hmm. um And so like, I feel like in recent years, anytime we've had a transition year, even coming off a winning coach uh, they're always painful. They're always bumpy. No, like nobody really likes that or wants to go through that. But I think rule is not getting as much grace as Bill Callahan got, or um, Mike Riley got, or Scott Frost got necessarily um, because Husker fans are so damn fed up with all of this and rightly so, understandably so. We're not telling you not to be pissed Husker fans. Um but it's year one. Um and again I think it's this kind of nauseating conversation in Husker Nation but it's real because we've been so close like it's like are we super far away and or are we are we really close and we just need can't learn how to win, can't learn how to close. I don't know what the answer is to that, but I think, um, I think, you know, people need to remember that we're coming off, uh, what is it? Six six or seven losing seasons in a row now. Yeah. Uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, now 23. So it's a 22 coming into this season. So coming off six consecutive losing seasons that has an impact on the program. Yeah. Like, I know people don't want to admit that, or they want to say, well, we've really been closer than our record would indicate, or whatever. The re- you you are what your record says you are. We're coming off six consecutive seasons. Um, tons of you know, like some roster spots have never gotten figured out, or never, or, or let me say this never got figured out during this frost era, right? Mm-hmm. We don't right. we don't like we don't have a ton we're playing all these young wide receivers because The handful of proven guys we had, one of them left, one of them got hurt. Suddenly the cupboard's really bare or feels like it's really bare. Like some position groups never got figured out. Frost, you know, we'll, we'll get into previous coaches maybe another time, not bagging on Frost, but for whatever reason, like never seemed to prioritize the kicking game or the, or special teams in general. And so I think Tristan Alvano has a bright future in front of him. I think he's going to be a great kicker. Um, But again, he's been up and he's been down this year. He's made some, he's missed some. I think he's got the potential to go play in the NFL, not knocking the kid. But the reason you have an 18 year old kicker kicking for you all season long is because you never prioritized it and you didn't have like, you know, you, you, um, and so that's like, that's just a couple of examples of where there is an impact on these things. Right there and and all the all the there's all the all the usual year one stuff of new system on offense, new system on defense, new staff taking over kids figuring all that stuff out 18 to 22 year olds. There's all that usual year one stuff. (laughs) And then on top of that, like, there is an impact of six years of losing. There is an impact of. You know, again, I've, I think we talked about this on another pod. I never wanted to give too much credence to the idea of, well, the program's cursed and they, nobody knows how to win. And they'll, you know, and they, they get, you know, I always figured, Hey, these are young athletes. They don't, they don't think too much about this stuff. They just want to go play and win. So however much weight you give that stuff, we haven't won these games for a lot of years. And so like all of these things compound over time. And so, um, this is still year one, not making excuses for some of the mistakes, uh, we, we're clearly on record with how we believe the offense didn't, it wasn't good enough, didn't perform well enough and is not acceptable. And they're clearly going to have to go back to the, go back to the um, drawing board and and figure out what they want to be and how they want to do it in the off season. But man, the defense made huge leaps. The defense yeah. is, you know, what What I see, number 14 in total defense to end the year, top 15 total defense to end the year in the nation um, and tons of youth on that side of the ball. The future is bright. Um, and then, um, I, I, here I, I'll stop there. I, I, I don't want to. I, I got a couple of the points I want to make there, but, but tell me your guys' thoughts on some of that.
0: Well, I think um, I think you 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 referenced how after Purdue we were five and three, and I that that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of the way I want to remember this season is how <laughs> much hope and how good we felt when it was when, it, when we were five and three. And we're That's looking at this point. thing like, like we hadn't felt like that in—I don't know how long, right? Probably going back to that one good year Riley had, where it's like, holy crap, we're seven and zero, oh, you know, after seven games. But I—I I didn't. Real, realistically, I—I I would have been really, really, really surprised to see us win six. Or seven or eight, which we talked about as a po- even a possibility, it was cra- it's crazy that we ta- even talked about that as being. And and you look back at it now with all the one score losses and the teams we know we should have beat, um, I think that's a sign of progress. Like it, it's it's like we beat ourselves again, but in the first year of a new whole new coaching staff, new systems, all that, and we're looking at it like God, we should have won seven or, or even eight games um but we beat ourselves and and you know some of that's to, i think to be expected but you know we get so worked up as husker fans and thinking like okay you know what we're winning ugly we're just going to keep winning ugly well no that 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 shit's going to catch up to you right yep. yeah yeah exactly. you can't you can't turn it over three or four times every single week and still win you just can't yep. um somebody's going to get a lucky deep ball michigan state's going to run a trick play um things are going to happen um <laughs> So oh, I mean overall I'm looking back at it like, yeah, am I disappointed? Absolutely. but you know i I think we're just a scotch ahead of where maybe I thought we would be um and knowing that with everybody that we got coming back on defense and hopefully we have coach White back, um I think yeah. um, I think th- these things will get figured out on offense. And the, with, and, and I think the transfer portal could potentially help us out immensely this off season. Um, so it'll be, that's the next part of this whole addiction guys is season's over and it's only going to be a matter of a few days before we start getting all revved up talking about, okay, who are we going to get as a quarterback out of the portal? <laughs> so and true. what's who's going to be taking yeah. all the snaps and spring balls. Jeff Sims going to be back. Or are we going to move Harburg to tight end? Like everybody on Twitter suggesting like, yep. I don't. I wouldn't mind William Wallace at tight end, Um, but that's that's the next part of this, right? It's going to be a really really exciting off season. and yeah. I mean I'm probably going to be more excited for spring ball starting in just a few months than I have been in years in a really long time. Like there's there's a there's a there's a a, a little bit of hope there that I think we we can. There's enough things that happen this season for us to look forward to next season, right? It's not like Oh dear God, here we go again. Like, what's it going to look like next year? Cause like, you know, I I was so hopeful the first couple of years of frost and then by year three, year four, it's like, Oh my God, like, what is this going to look like? But I don't have that feeling right now. Like, I'm like, God, I can't wait to play that schedule next year. We start out like our first four games at home and, and we've got so much potential and we just get a few pieces in there and have a little more experience with these coaches. I'm really excited to see how that looks.
2: Now, I personally, I don't, I, yeah, I'm disappointed. But to your point, Owens, like when we were at five and three, it's just in your human nature, especially as being a Husker fan, being in our text threads, we can talk ourselves into anything. Um, you know, winning in the West or going on a winning streak, what have you. Um, I personally, I, I took the more simple approach of, I think a lot of people outside of Husker nation just looked at it from, Number standpoint of, here's what rules done previously in his first year versus what he's done here at Nebraska, and I I literally just put it on paper, and that's what I try and keep in my mind is statistically he hasn't been that successful in year one. It's taken a little bit to kind of get the thing going, so that's kind of the hope that I'm holding on to. The fact that we won five games this year, comparing it to how he's done at other programs. I I am not freaking out by any means. So when people say they think it's a failure, I I don't. And I think Verzal said it too. Like we've been we've been playing with house money for the last few weeks. So I feel like almost this sounds crazy. You may call me a Kool-Aid drinker. I think we're ahead of schedule. I think that we're doing things the right way and we're gonna be going in the we are going in the right direction. Yeah, I guess you just have to look at what did you expect at the beginning of the year, I guess, is is how you're gonna view the right. season. I I wasn't expecting much. So my disappointment level isn't at an all-time high like maybe some dude in my office that thought we were going to run the table this year. Because <laughs> let's be honest, there are those Husker fans that think every year we're going to run the table if if the dominoes fall in our direction. So no, no we're, I'm not disappointed. That, I mean, that, that's... The, I'm fine. The
1: whole, the... Everything's fine. <laughs> Jeff's fine. We're good. Jeff's fine. Sorry. Jeff's going to have, have three or four fruit roll-ups and he's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's that's a really good... I think those points tie together. I think all three of our points tie together in that it's still year one. I think Matt rule has shown he's very detail oriented. He's all about laying a foundation, building a culture. Yes. Those are buzz buzzwords, but they all matter a great deal. I think there's a lot of evidence that that culture of toughness of physicality, defense, first football team, uh run first football team all those things started to take hold this year and then I do believe guys um again not to not to sandbag any of the previous staffs too much but rule feels to me like he's the kind of guy who's going to look at all the things he didn't like and like Really drill down, get into the details, and figure out what do we need to do to fix yeah. this, and be open to saying what did I do wrong, what did Satterfield do wrong, what did, you know, what what, what did um, Foley do wrong on special teams? Like, what do we need to do
0: to fix these things? Yeah. And Whereas he, I think he's, some pre- he's done it right. right. Like exactly. He's and done it he's twice. Got proven track record. Exactly. Like Temple. Right. Like Temple. Like he won eleven games at Temple. Like, are you kidding me? Exactly. And Baylor so was think- a dumpster fire. Like he's he's been the fixer. Right.
1: And I think, I think Husker Fran's frame of reference is just this, this limbo, this, this period, this uh, purgatory of simply pain and anguish that we've been in. Right. And I think rules like, Hey, I just got here guys. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my pieces into place and like, we're just getting started here. And I do think like for different reasons, right. I think frost, there was a fair amount of hubris there or dare i say arrogance right and like i'm gonna do things my way and eventually like we're just gonna run past everybody and it's this is gonna work and it never did and i think with riley i personally never really thought that was gonna work i don't know i don't know how we explain that one <laughs> um you know even going back to to Polini, i think there was some stubbornness there he also won a lot um, maybe some stubbornness when it felt like his defensive system wasn't working as well. So we'll see with Matt rule. Like we're not here to anoint anybody either. Right. Like again, no. Husker fans, it's okay to, no, be no, no, no. It's, okay to yeah. it's okay to question things. No, no one can guarantee what, what the hell is going to happen in 2024. But I feel um, pretty optimistic about like taking another leap in 2024. And I don't know what that means. The second half of the schedule is a bear, but the first half of the schedule is, Pretty manageable. We don't we don't start on the road. We don't start in another country. We start against right. we start against UTEP, right? And we start yeah, against a yeah. team that we should beat. And Are we playing a on, a Saturday, on a Saturday for okay, one. On a Saturday, on a Saturday during football season. Yeah. All right.
2: Um.
1: So so there's a lot to be optimistic there, um, and I think that the intangible piece of it is really important, and and kind of those pieces that we've all said we wanted for a really long time, right? Um, yeah. And so, uh, but it just—it it just, uh, just sucks. To, yeah, to you know, the difference between five and seven and six and six, right? And a bowl no. game or not a bowl game, um, is just—it's—it's it's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and and especially it reminded me of twenty nineteen where, um, where. We were five and seven again, or we, yeah, we were five. So five and six going into the Iowa game, lost a heartbreaker to Iowa. I mean, how many times have we lost to these clowns on last second field goals? <laughs> Just unbelievable.
0: Three, at least three that I can think of off the top of my I head. Can,
1: off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure 2018, 2019, um, 2020 escapes me, but I know that was a close one. 21 was the one where we took what a 21, six lead uh, into the fourth quarter and somehow blew that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh let's think about this oh man and and then obviously we beat them last year but it's just it's just maddening it's just mind-boggling
2: touche uh
1: all right guys oh go ahead jeff
2: no go ahead teach
1: oh i was gonna pivot so if you had anything else to share on that one i'm
2: no i was gonna rip on their their wind turbines again but i i I already got an earful of that at the game from another guy when we were in the (laughs) bathrooms i'm tired of the wind turbines Cross that now, border.
1: There, there may be time for making fun of Iowa at the end. I, guys, I went back and looked today just out of curiosity. And I there's no big thread connecting all these coaches. I just sort of thought of guys who had had a lot of success recently and then guys who had had success in the Big Ten in particular, just to see how they, they started off. So Saban in year one at Alabama – uh was six and six and he ended the year get this he ended the year with a four game losing streak including a loss to louisiana monroe um so obviously they still went bowling and then started having lots of success very quickly after that (laughs) um -hmm. but like it took you know nick saban's like the quite possibly the most successful college football coach in history you could make that argument and he started off six and six right um dabo at clemson that was kind of an interesting situation. He took over middle of the year in 2008 when they were already three and three. So he went four and three to finish the year, including side note, historical footnote, uh, a loss to the Huskers in uh, the, in the Gator Bowl uh, yep. that year. Joey Gaines. Uh, interestingly, like you think of <laughs> you think of Dabo Sweeney, uh, you think one how he dismantled Tyler from Spartanburg, obviously on the on the radio calling show, <laughs> but two, but two you think of like. Uh, like success and how and, and the guy has um had national championships and conference championships and like he is you know that program is any most schools would take that program right well he went 9 and 5 in his first full year 2009 uh, first full year as a head coach and then in 2010 he went 6 and 6 and so i feel like in husker nation if we go 9 and 5 next year and then rule goes six and six in year three, like everyone would lose their minds, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. in the in the current environment we're in, and especially after the changes we've made, like obviously no one's talking about firing coaches, but we just have to keep this in mind that like, we got to stick with this guy and, and let him see what he can do for a while. Um, a couple more big 10 guys, just for frame of reference here that I thought was really interesting. Um, Barry Alvarez in his first three years at Wisconsin, this is back in the day when they played 11 games, not 12 games. He went one and 10. That was in 1990. Uh, then he went five and six and five and six in his next two years. Um, and so that was 91 and 92. Then they went 10 and one and won the conference in 93. Uh, but it took him four years to get to that point. Like the yeah. first three seasons were not winning seasons. Um, another guy I've admired for a lot of years, um, you know, back, I feel like we had some great, what well, we did, we had some great games against, these guys, we won some, they won some, but he had the thing humming for a while at Michigan state. And that's Mark D'Antonio. Um, hmm. And so he, he, his first three years, his first year was 2007 at Michigan state. He went seven and six. Then in 08, he went nine and four. And then in 09, he went six and seven. So again, kind of three seasons there where a little bit of an average, to anywhere from average to you know, slightly above average first year for a couple of these guys, they had pretty good seasons their second year and then took a step back in year three. Um, and then that, and then after Oh nine, then, then started a run of five out of six seasons for D'Antonio, uh, with at least 11 wins. And I want to say they won the big Damn. 10, at least at least twice in that. I and mean, then maybe three times in that stretch.
0: Um, there was some, yeah, there was some Kirk cousins action in there Some and, really and good teams in <laughs> Kurt there. Connor Cook.
1: Be- they went to the playoff in fifteen. You remember they won that uh, slugfest against Iowa in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um. I, I there's at least one, maybe two more in there. Um. And so, look, I think you know people could argue well, it's a it's a totally different world just in the last couple of years with NIL and the transfer portal, and yeah. you know that's there. There's some truth to that, but everybody was lauding Dion as a uh, coach prime as. Doing it a completely new and different way that was going to revolutionize and change college football when he brought in 60 plus new transfers. And they ended up at four and eight, um, which, by the way, is one game worse than the Huskers this year, in case anybody's <laughs> keeping score at home. But the, the point is, like, there's no proof in that pudding. I don't, nobody knows if that's going to work long term. Nobody, know. knows. are they going to bring in 50 more transfers in the offseason again? Um, so the point is, yes, you have to take advantage of NIL and the transfer portal. You have to play that game. Everybody does. And again, we'll get into this into the postseason breakdown uh, more. But I I foresee the Huskers exploring all of their offensive options (laughs) at most positions in the transfer portal in the offseason. So Huskers got to take advantage of that. But there is an element here that I think has always been true and will remain true until proven otherwise in college football. Um, The only guys who have had sustained success right out of the gate are the ones like Ryan Day who inherited uh, excellent programs that were like programs that were already at the top. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, I think anybody else who inherited a program, which sadly we have to acknowledge the Huskers are a program that's been a losing program in recent years, it takes time to get things turned around. And so at the very least, if you still want to throw your hat, common fan, if you want to spend the entire offseason punching the couch, if you don't want to drink any of the rule aid, that's understandable. That's acceptable. We will not try to dissuade you of that. I would only argue we, he, the man at least deserves more time. Yeah. Um, oh, I, think, I think it's pretty yeah. clear all three of us would go further than that and say that we're, we're believers, um, mm-hmm. it, it, that this is going to work long-term. Um, but I think at the very least, like it's, it's your, like I'll come back to the point I started with guys. It's your one. You yeah. yeah. Um, and like no one, my, my, my Michael, my nine-year-old, the poor kid, you know, these kids, all they know is this frame of reference of coaches getting fired. And, and, yeah. you know, what have you done for me lately, this world we live in? He's like, are they going to fire Matt rule? And I was like, no, nobody, they're not going to fire Matt. Well, he always asked me right. like if various, if they lose tonight, are they going to fire, you know, whoever, whatever team we're watching, are they going <laughs> to fire their coach? <laughs> um, and again, I know no one's talking about that, but not to say that there isn't a lot of progress left to be made. Um, but, or that, the you know, just hate going into the off season, uh, already and not getting to a bowl game. But like if Husker fans, I think most Husker fans, you take a deep breath, you know, you get back into your workout routine after the Thanksgiving weekend, maybe go for a little jog, breathe some fresh air, realize, you know, like coach rule has got a track record of doing this and he can do it again in Nebraska.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yep. we're gonna be we're gonna be okay. It's I like think we're just said, fine. It might, was ta- might the- take a couple of years, but we'll I looked be up good. a
2: few stats too, Teej. I looked up a few here. I mean, I mean, you guys are familiar with Brian Kelly. I mean, he started eight and five, eight uh, and five. Geez, Year three, God. he had the Irish in the national title oh, game against Alabama. Man. I mean, anything's possible. So just to give give the man some time. All right, if he's like Brian Kelly, we're gonna be just fine. Okay.
0: You mean Brian Kelly, the coach at LSU?
2: Yeah, all right. They're nine yeah, and three right now. Die. All right, just take it easy. All right, right. I know what their record yeah. is right now too. Is
1: that the guy with the fake Southern accent? Yeah, he's the one that says, "Oh yeah, that's family. yeah, yeah. family." That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, any uh, any final thoughts, boys? Um,
2: just real quick, I just the one thing I think about our season and the way things have gone over the last few years is. And Owens, I think you'll, I think both of you would actually agree with this just from being at the game together on Friday. I just long for the days more than anything else. I had so much fun hanging out before the game. I miss when we could close out a game and know that we didn't have any shot of losing it. We would be up by so much that we could leave early and then go back to the tailgate and just party our asses off for the rest of the (laughs) night. And I I miss that so much. Now it's just you're down to the wire. We usually lose, and then nobody <laughs> wants to hang out afterwards, and everybody goes home. Oh. Yeah, and you know, have you, to go. You even go even
1: home. when even yeah. when we win, most of the time we're holding our breath. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm holding my breath every time someone drops back to pass. To be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, totally.
1: I I will say For I sure. will say I did want to make one point. Uh. Uh. Okay. Well, we we. we we'll cover all this in the postseason pod. There were many, many first down drop back passes that made me want to pull my hair out. I know we (laughs) weren't running the ball very well against Iowa, but we also weren't committing to it. Um, One more thing that I would love the $1.4 million man to have to answer for. But I do do think (laughs) that Husker fans have a unique feeling of like, we are always the victim of bad coaching decisions. We are always the victim of bad calls. No one else ever gets you know whatever anytime i saw that iowa quarterback throw i could understand uh iowa fans displeasure with brian Farris oh 100 like, that guy yep. that guy like there were but now they, they had some drops i was like they had a few drops that, that definitely helped our cause but there were some balls that were just went to no one Right. And they also, for whatever reason, no matter how good our defense is, no matter how bad their offense is, they always seem to run the ball well against us. And so they, and they did run the ball pretty well. They ran the ball better against us than most teams have. And so like I did, I mean, obviously Brian Ferentz is uh, unless something, unless our petition has been successful, I believe he's out of a job now, but, but so, I mean, there, there have been, but like I did think to myself, okay, like, I guess other other coaches make some mind bog, mind boggling choices too. Sometimes,
0: yeah. Well, and I, for me, it's he, he did what he had to do. I mean, the running game wasn't working. Although I do think, from from what we've seen, a sample size of one season, Satterfield does have a tendency, I think, to inexplicably abandon the run when yeah, you don't need to. It's
2: a good way to describe the, it. The
0: the run game wasn't working real well against Iowa. Um, so we did what we had to do and in, in you know, credit from to him for dialing up that that bomb to Jalen Lloyd, who's who you know we'll probably talk about him on the uh season recap too. We got some young guys that I think we we should be really excited about. but um I just i I don't get the I mean, I'm looking at the the box score Chuba led us in rushing twelve for forty two Emmett had eleven carries for twenty seven. Grant 4 carries 4 yards Fleeks 2 carries 2 yards um I just wish there was more there's no rhythm there's no rhythm no. to the offense it's it, like it, chunk play uh then i guess we'll throw it again on first for an incomplete then we'll run it there's it's no there's no like rhythm that seems to develop for that yeah, offense and, um, and and, 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 and maybe mean, 11... some of that some of that can be like okay um you know you could blame oh well we're playing with Chuba who hadn't played all season, and but that was happening all year long. There was no rhythm with the offense. And you know, it, no, we had injuries I mean, that, and all that stuff, but um you know, yeah, 11,
1: know 11 carries is not enough for Emma Johnson. In, no in a, in a in a November game, mm-hmm. it's 25 degrees at kickoff. Um and four carries is not enough for Anthony Grant, 15 between the two of them. That's not enough. That's not enough, right? <laughs> you know, like yeah. um, and so there there is maddening. We're gonna get into all of this and, and more uh in the postseason.
0: But part here. part of me. Part of me wondered too if they're like, well, let's see that they these guys, you know, if the coaches are in the film room or whatever, and they're like, well, how did how did these guys beat Iowa last year? Well, oh well, they threw the ball, they chucked it deep, so maybe there's some of that, but also we don't have Trey Palmer, like, like turns out, out that guy with that guy made a huge difference for us last year. We don't huge do have
1: Trey Palmer, and that coaching staff was like, what do we care? Yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> let's throw it up baby
0: (laughs) yeah it was it was effort trays down there somewhere
1: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly all right well we'll end with this guys we talked on the inaugural common fan episode about how husker fans keep showing up and we are the greatest fans in college football and we know that we are going to continue to be the greatest fans in college football um it's another painful off season but yep the 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 biggest thing you said that resonated with me matt was having hope for the future and having hope that we're building something um uh, so everybody hold tight hang in there gbr for life uh where this thing's gonna turn we're gonna bounce back it's gonna be okay husker nation and even if it's not the basketball team's undefeated so at least, damn woo! right nebraska ball
0: seven and to0 first time in 30 years absolutely
1: this is a football pod but we're throwing in a plug great work to fred hoiberg and the boys congratulations on their awesome start hopefully they can keep it up they got creating a
0: week from today right Yep, yeah, a week from today it's actually yeah week from today very Next exciting. Sunday
1: all right comment fans matt jeff any final words
2: that uh um, iowa, iowa quarterback is a portly fellow i didn't realize that until so we're actually the, the i game.
0: told you guys earlier in the year he's a chonky <laughs> boy <laughs> yeah he's, he's
1: he's more of a he's a ham over turkey guy at thanksgiving for sure yeah <laughs> mashed potatoes <laughs> yeah. cheese cheese two types of potatoes for sure
0: oh no, i'm uh my last thoughts um, i'm gonna sit here for a little bit longer and be sad um but you know <laughs> we got to turn the page here eventually and and really get excited <laughs> and have some hope for next year for now for me there's still a lot of sadness And it is Hello Darkness, my old friend.
1: (laughs) On that note, common fans, staring off into the abyss of January and February, cold, dark, no college football, no bowl game to think about. Um, We'll still be around, though but we'll we still be still around for yeah. we'll still be that's here. actually you know let's let's set some expectations here the common fan yeah. podcast is not going anywhere in the off season let's be clear about that we've got a lot of big plans can you turn that shit off <laughs> we, got a lot of, we got a lot of big plans we're very excited about that don't include simon and garfunkel in fact so all very exciting thanks for sticking with us thanks for listening we love you all Uh, As always, GBR for life.